Welcome back to Top Tier Sports, and today we have our draft recap podcast. Herm was so excited that he took his shirt off to record this, um, channeling his inner Burt Kreiser. Uh, we got Ben for you today to recap his little little Colts draft, and Jake Harry to talk about the Patriots' ninth running back they drafted. Let's kick it. Alright, I have to say, I'm a little disappointed in the Broncos draft of Drew Locke, but at least it wasn't at the 10th pick overall. I guess I could say that. I was That was the one thing I didn't want to happen. But we will just start off with one sentence to describe this draft. The draft's actually going on right now, right next to us, uh, Saturday, day three, but I don't really think it was much. We can kind of just integrate it in here. Uh, Marvell Tell, good pick. Colts took Marvell Tell. Alright, one sentence to describe the NFL draft. Go. One sentence? Or one word. Um, one thought, I guess I'll say that. One thought. We did a live stream for four hours. Hashtag boring. Okay. Uh, I could say most of the picks were kind of predictable in the first round, but overall the draft is kind of... Predictable? Yeah. Daniel Jones going number six overall was predictable? That was the only one okay. that pretty much... JK, if it was predictable, then how come you only got four right? I got the most right. He did get the most right. Yeah, I got most right, but it was only four. The top no, three picks. No, like six or seven. I, oh. I, I'm going to be with Herm here. It was... The live stream part was fun. The yeah. first, like, ten picks was fun. And then it just got boring. I'm with Herm. It was, wasn't a very exciting first round. Kind of, like, no... like We kind of compared it to the last year, how there was a bunch of trades in the top ten for QBs. Just uh, overall, it was a better uh, first... Like, more exciting first round. I still like... I mean, obviously, we're still going to watch this. Yeah. We're still watching on day three or whatever, but... Uh, yeah, that's my one sentence is the draft was less interesting than last year. Ben, do you have a thought to describe the draft or a sentence? or? I would just say the picks were interesting. Yeah, there was oh, another kicker. Tampa Bay took a kicker and a punter. Matt Kicker and a punter, both from Utah? No, Tampa Bay took the punter? Yeah. All right, so Tampa Bay stacked up on their uh, special teams here. It's good to see. Um, okay, so we'll start off with our biggest surprises before we dive into each position. Uh, I think my biggest, and this is only the offensive side of the draft, too. We forgot to state that because it's more fantasy related. Biggest surprise of the draft, I think. I'm going to have to go with probably Patriots, Snag, and Harry at 32, or Daniel Jones at 6, like we talked about. I don't think. I don't think anyone expected Daniel Jones at 6. I think they, I mean, I, obviously, Giants needed a QB, but I think 6 was kind of a reach. And I didn't really expect Belichick to take a first round capital on a receiver. When there's so many left, um, but I don't really. Was there any other surprises? I guess you could say. Um, Hakeem Butler fell down to today Saturday. Kind of. Um, that's kind of surprising. So I guess my surprise, obviously Daniel Jones going number six overall, but then uh, the Bengals taking Jonah Williams for the first tackle overall. Uh, yeah, kind of surprising. I, guess. I mean, I thought going into this that Jawan Taylor was the best offensive yeah, tackle or offensive. Player? No, he got picked yesterday. Yeah, day two. Yeah, oh, I thought you said he fell to today. No. Uh, but I thought he was the best offensive tackle and overall O-lineman in this draft. But something went wrong. Ben said something about his <laughs> knee something. was acting up or was having prog- yeah. problems. But and when you're, when you're, trying, when you're <laughs> drafting an O-lineman with that much draft capital in the first round, you yeah. have to be certain. Like Kind of like the Colts were with Quentin Nelson last year at pick five. Like, you have to be certain he's going to be – a tenure dude for you, like because your waist. Because I mean, 
the Bengals definitely needed a like, quarterback, tight end. Like they, they, they definitely needed stuff like that. That's yeah. a good pick. Um, Jay Carey, did you have a biggest surprise to you? Yeah, that all three uh, defensive players from Clemson all win the first round. Yeah, I guess I that is. I expect uh, Lawrence to be there. I expect him to go day two. Yeah, and then Farrell at four is not really yeah. I mean, it's surprising, but it's John Gruden. What do you expect? Um, I don't know. I guess Hawkinson before Fant was kind of expected, or by all by us three kind of expected. I'm trying to think. No other receiver. Only one receiver went round one. Mm-hmm. Uh, QBs, Kyler Murray. The Actually, expected. no, two, two wide receivers. Hollywood and... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You talk about Hollywood. Well, well, we'll get into that later. Hollywood and who? Uh, Nikhil Harry. Ben, do you have a biggest surprise pick? Uh, not even in the first round, I guess, any round, but... Damian Harris. Yeah, I guess... Oh, yeah, we'll, we can touch on that. I don't know what that was about. They don't, they don't really need a running Yeah, back. I'm still... I don't know if it, that's going to be their Bur- their Rex Burkhead replacement, because he's kind of like Sonny Michelle type running back. He's not like a strictly ca- pass-catching, strictly uh, like Burkhead, like a... Uh, I don't know. Like, he's not... And it kind of reminds me just of Sonny Michelle pick, but obviously not in the first round. It'll be interesting to see what they do with their now four-headed running back monster. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of – I mean, as we're still going right now, uh, Mac Wilson's still there as of right now. And we're on pick 146. That's kind of interesting. Amani's still there. Too. Amani Hooker. Uh, like we said, Akeem Butler fell to today. We're recording this on Saturday. But a lot, a lot of fantasy implications, I think, with where receivers fell. So we're going to hop into that. We'll start with receivers, I guess. Um, what is your your best like landing spot or best? What is your favorite receiver landing spot or receiver draft spot uh, for fantasy purposes? Uh, mine was Hollywood Brown going to the Ravens. Yeah, I, you're, you're seeing like the, you're the highest on this pick, or like the, for fantasy purposes. Yeah, because I think that uh, over there in Baltimore, you got Lamar Jackson and. Hollywood hooking up, and I think they're going to have a great connection. You know, uh, well, I've said this before on the podcast, but I think that um, Hollywood has obviously played with Kyler Murray. so a guy that get outs and scrambles and runs just like Lamar, so I think that he's good on the run and gun plays, and he knows how to get open and help out his quarterback in those situations. So that's why I think he had a great landing there, and I think that overall he'll just benefit that team. Yeah, and he's basically slotted into the wide receiver one role. Yes. They got Boykin last night, and they have, I think, Willie Sneed still. But, yeah, I think he'll be the main – he'll be the primary receiver they try to get the ball. Um, J.K., our favorite receiver landing spot. Um, my guess is Nikhil Harry for you, but – No, actually. My favorite landing spot was uh, D.K. Metcalf at round 232 for the Seahawks. For fantasy purposes, yeah. you think? because uh, I feel like now that um, they got Baldwin might have to retire – and they really don't have any receivers. Wilson's going to have to throw the ball around, and I can see DK being their best uh, option there. Yeah, I think the only problem with him is kind of what I was telling Ben yesterday is he literally is the same receiver as Tyler Lockett, a downfield stretcher. And Lockett had 10 touchdowns last year, so I don't really know how much more you can spread the ball out with two two downfield receivers and no, like, Doug Baldwin possession-type receiver. Uh, they're definitely going to use him as uh, Pete Carroll took his shirt off when Metcalf came in shirtless. It's kind of gross to see that actually, but it was it was pretty funny. Uh, Metcalf, no one expected him to fall to the 62nd pick overall, but I think he definitely could be if 64. he. That's the 64th pick. Oh, 64. Sorry. Yeah. If he, I mean, if he's as good as people say he is, that's a solid pick for Seattle. That team's just so run heavy. I think. I mean, he'll still be. I don't know. It's just kind of hard to predict because he's just the downfield stretcher like Lockett. 
Damn, they can always they might always double team him without Doug Baldwin there. Uh, ben, I think I think I know yours, but you can kind of go through your receiver. So mine is obviously Paris Campbell, just because Frank Wright is gonna do so many things with him. Yeah, he's so it's, fast. it's gonna be unreal. Yeah. But I think a surprise might be Andy Isabella. Yeah, that's, that's, I can just see that, Kyler Murray just chucking bombs mm-hmm. to him. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Paris Campbell's very, very. I think you're in the fastest forty ever. Well, DK might have, or he did. Yep. He's very fast. He's very. I think six one, six two. He's not small by any means. Um, kind of like a mini Ty. I kind of feel like. But if you pair Ty him, Deion Kane, Ebron Doyle, all the running backs, and Andrew Luck, it looks for a pretty, pretty solid offense. Um, the only thing I can see with Campbell is he might get a little high on his ADP in rookie drafts. So you might always want to watch out for that if you are doing a rookie draft. <coughs> and like Ben touched on, Andy Isabel, that is my favorite. Really, really liked him coming into the draft. Um, and then he got slotted with, well, not only Kyler Murray, but Larry Fitz to learn from him. This, he plays the slot just like Isabella does. And Kingsbury in that air raid offense. And they will be passing the ball because I guarantee you they will be losing most of their games. So I really like Isabella for fantasy and in real life. I was telling her I might have to get an Andy Isabella Cardinals jersey. Um, but all right, we'll move into quarterbacks here. Not very many. For fantasy, Q, I feel like all of our answers would be Kyler Murray. So I guess what is your sleeper at the quarterback position? Oh, gosh. You know what? I got to go with Daniel Jones, New yeah. York. I mean, well, I mean, they took him high for a reason. If number six overall with him, is it? Gonna be that? Is he gonna come in and play this year? I think you kind of have to with that it, capital. Like you kind of have it, to. If he's gonna be the number six overall pick, he has to start at least yeah. a couple. Or games you have this to year. give Eli a short leash. Yeah. Like I think where where you can compare it is him and Drew Locke. Yeah. They're not gonna play Drew Locke unless they absolutely have to. But the Giants. Or if Joe Flacco gets hurt. Yeah, but the Giants if they'll have a quick trigger on playing. Yeah. Or sitting. They have to Jones. because. Yeah. You're not just going to waste, I mean, waste your first round draft pick. The number six overall on a quarterback that's going to yeah, sit on your bench. I don't think I don't think the fan base wants to see our QB sit on the bench when they could have drafted Josh Allen there. Uh, Jake here, I don't know, I'm assuming Murray's your favorite fantasy quarterback, but who's the sleeper you got? Uh, my sleeper, I'd probably have to say Haskins because people think that he doesn't have any weapons. He's, he's a gunslinger, honestly. But he's still got a can of armor. I feel like it'll fit really they good really in that Washington good. offense. They have no. a really good O-line, too. I don't know if they got well, They got one. They got the Ohio State receiver, yeah. not the other one, uh, McLaren. McLaren, yeah. So I don't, I don't like him. I think really the only – like I keep saying Kyler Murray. I think he's really the only rookie QB in non-dynasty that would be worth a draft pick. Because I mean, the other ones might just be like a streamer here and there or maybe a bench piece. Um, do you have a sleeper, Ben, that you think would be pretty good? Mine basically just depends on injuries, which would be uh, Will Greer and Carolina. Because if Cam Newton's shoulder doesn't recover as good, it's obviously going to be re- Will Greer's offense. And him and McCaffrey, I yeah. think that would be a really good duo. Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore. And yeah, you're basically slotting him into, I think, a top 20 fantasy finish, I think. Because he's super athletic. Not as athletic as Cam Newton, but he's athletic enough to make plays. Um... I don't really have. He's really isn't much more. Like, Drew Locke, I think, probably won't play this year. Unless Flacco gets hurt again. I don't even know if Haskins will play this year. I think they might ride him behind Keenum and Colt McCoy. I honestly don't even know if Daniel Jones will play this year. I would think he would. Um, Ryan Finley could. Finley, oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about the Bengals. Yeah, I guess we can talk about him. Uh, Ryan Finley got drafted by the Bengals today. Dalton's still not 100% confirmed healthy. And I don't think the Bengals are going to try and 
trade. Like, they're not going to be, like, sending dra- trade packages to try and pick up a QB because Dalton, I think, might be on his last year or pretty close to his last year on his contract. And Finley played well enough at NC State to get the ball to A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd. So, yeah, you could watch out for him in Dynasty, like a later pick and maybe redraft streamer. Um, what else we got? Running backs. I'll let, uh, I'll let, her, I'll let J.K. go first in this one. J.K., fantasy running back. Your favorite fantasy running back landing spot or just in the future, whatever. Fantasy running back, rookie one. My favorite fantasy running back, I got to go with Dave Montgomery to the Bears because I feel like they're going to spit Cohen out in like a slot, kind of use him more as a receiver, and Montgomery's going to be running the ball and catching the ball. Like he's going to be yeah. in the workhorse. I got a stat for that one. Me and Herman were talking about it earlier. Really, the Bears were only the – Really, the, they were the only team that actually needed a running, like an actual running back. Because Cohen's a running back, but he's not uh, in between the tackles runner. And How, run, Jordan Howard, who Montgomery's most likely going to fill his slot uh, in the offense, finished as running back 20, running back 14, running back 10 in full point PPR the last three seasons. And obviously, I think Mar- Nagy really likes him because they traded up most of their draft picks, which was, what, four? Yeah. Like it was, they tried, they they gave up quite a bit for him, and obviously as an Iowa State student, I think he's a, I think he's the number one running back in the class. So I think he'll slot in really nicely, and he could be an RB two for the season, uh, maybe maybe RB one if he really takes on that Jordan Howard like the old Jordan Howard role. I think he's gonna be a great addition to your team in fantasy, in a late round. Uh, maybe bench, maybe RB two. Looking at my guess is my my. I think his ceiling would be high RB two. My guess is flex. I guess because that's kind of like what Howard was last year. Yeah. But also Howard kind of kind of had a down year. Um, Ben, do you have a favorite fantasy running back? Well, mine was David Montgomery, but I think it's a lot of people's with the slot he fell into. Um, Josh Jacobs. I mean, he's gonna be the three down or allegedly he's gonna be the two down back at least for one and two. He's gonna be the starter. So he'll probably be the 1.01 in a lot of rookie drafts. Um, I, I think his ADP might get a little high, though, just because everyone's like, oh, he has no competition. But he, he kind of does with Jalen Rashard and Isaiah Crowell. Other running backs, I'm trying to think. Like Miles Sanders got drafted by the Eagles last night. Uh, Daryl Henderson Yeah, I'll talk about Devin Henry. Singletary. Yeah, both of them. Hmm? Yeah, but I don't, more, as we'll talk about Daryl Henderson. So he averaged 8.2 yards a carry at Memphis in his career. And with the Todd Gurley uncertainty and no C.J. Anderson there, I think Henderson would be a stud in that offense. Yeah. And it, I think it'll be cool if Gurley, like, gets, I don't know, like, says he might not even play this year. Like, Henderson's probably going to drop third round ADP, maybe even second round ADP, which yeah. would be unreal for a, not a no-name running back, but kind of a no-name running back. And then you also said Devin Singletary. I think he, in Dynasty, I think he's going to be a really good pick. I think he'll be the future Bills running back because he'll sit behind oh, hey. Hunter Renfro just got drafted and by the Raiders. My boy Hunter Renfro, I love that man. Um, I don't remember. Singletary. Uh, yeah. The Dynasty Singletary thing would be good value because obviously Shady's old, Frank Gore's old, Yeldon's kind of eh. I think Singletary will learn from them and slot into a nice second round Dynasty pick. Uh, we'll talk about tight ends. So there's probably only like two to choose from in both the Iowa tight ends. Yeah, I can, I can start. Yeah, you go first. Um, I'm going to go with a no fan being my tight end, the one that's going to have the most fantasy impact. I just think that Joe Flacco, and uh, he gets the ball, spreads the ball pretty well. And I think Frank is going to be a better catcher than Hawkinson, especially with, with him in Detroit. I know that... Hawkins is a better overall blocker, 
But, I mean, when you're looking at fantasy blocking, it doesn't really matter. Yes. So, that's why I like Noah Fant, because he can get out and catch the ball and make plays with the ball. Yeah, I think uh, I mean, I think they're both going to have a really good year. It's a matter of how much the Broncos use Fant. I think they will. They took him with the 20th pick. And it's kind of a position of need, but not really. But like you said, yeah, Flacco really, really likes his tight ends. And we'll see how the production that uh, Scangarello and the new offense gives him. Uh, J.K., do you, are you on the Hawkinson or Fant side? I'm going to go with the Hawkinson side. He's just going to be a, um, a better blocker, have more opportunity, be on the field a lot more, I feel like. In he's fantasy? Gonna, yes, even in fantasy. Because, I mean, Detroit, they don't have that many weapons, and he's a guy that can make big plays. So, obviously, they're going to run the ball, play action, open him up. Yeah, I think the only reason with Hawkinson to be timid, I guess you could say, is they did get Jesse James, who is kind of, I don't know, he's a pass-catching tight end. Most like he's not, he's known for his kind of just downfield stretching, pass catching, and I don't really, th- I don't. They're both gonna be good, and they're both gonna be first round dynasty picks, probably top, probably like ten to fifteen in a lot of tight end rankings, maybe even t- cracking top ten. Um, another one is Irv Smith. That's actually kind of interesting me to see what they do there, because I think they're gonna drop Rudolph. I think he's like eight mil or nine mil in dead cap um, if they cut him, but obviously it's not like gonna be signing anyone here soon. So I think they might cut him. And Rudolph finishes around right around 13 and like 8 to 13 every single year. So you could watch for Irv Smith to potentially be a late-round grab or maybe a middle-second dynasty pick. Ben, are you on the Hawkinson or the Fant side? Well, I think Fant will have a better fantasy value. but Hawkinson, over, yeah. Overall, Hawkinson will have, have a better career. Yeah, I think. I mean, they're both going to have good careers, I think. I just think they're going to over overuse Fant, which I hope they do. I'm not expecting a good season for the Broncos. I'm really hoping they develop our two rookie running backs. Rebuilding season. Yeah, our whole skill positions are, I mean, Sanders is the oldest, but I don't think he's going to play. So I think our oldest receiver is like Tim Patrick, like 25 or 26. So we're just going to let Flacco, elite Joe Flacco, do his thing. Um, I guess that's it for the skill positions. Uh, If you're in a rookie draft right now, who do you take at the 1.01? We'll say we'll say Superflex too, because I think that, that kind of changes the. Kyler Murray. Yeah, you do think J.K. I'll let you go on that one. Dude, I think I'm gonna take the kill Harry. The kill Harry, and you want more zero one? Yep. Okay, Ben. I, I guess Kyler Murray. I don't really know who else. Yeah, I think in a Superflex, you go Murray. Honestly, I think in non-superflex, I'd even go Murray. I mean, because we'll have our rankings out here soon. And we have, me and Herm, I know, have them pretty high. Yeah, uh, I, I have them in my top ten. I, I just think the receivers are so shaky. Like, I mean, I don't want to waste my 1.01 on a receiver when I can just trade down, like, five or six spots and take a just as equal guy with upside. Because I, I don't really know what role Nikhil Harry's going to play, I guess, is where I'm kind of sitting. Because he's not really a downfield guy like Brandon Cooks or Josh Gordon. He's more of a possession, and they already have that element. That's why I'm kind of confused when I took him at 32. But I think I would probably take Murray in both redraft and superflex, or not redraft, standard and superflex. Uh, he was a sleeper in a rookie draft, like a later on target guy. You think? David Montgomery. You think he'll be that like late though? I don't know if he'll be that. Okay, so I think it depends. Like in a rookie draft, four. he could. 
Okay, so if you want like a, a sleeper sleeper in a rookie draft, Hunter Renfro could possibly be a sleeper. Could be. I, I just think... Hunter Renfro. I think, I think mine's Singletary or Henderson. I think that's who I'd be rolling with. Or even like Drew Locke could be just because... John John always said he's not going to start, so the people people might be dropping him on the boards, and especially super flex. Like having a starting QB is huge. Mm-hmm. So I mean, a starting QB is a piece you want on, on your bench um, for the future. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's hard to say sleepers yet because the draft is literally going on right now. About to, not about to be over, or kind of. It's almost about to be over. But uh, I think that there's quite a bit of quite a bit of lower end guys like Singletary, Henderson. Even like Bryce Love, I guess we didn't really talk about him. Got drafted today. Justice Hill, Ben said. Uh, a couple more running backs left, but we'll go worst pick uh, in the draft. You think on offensive side? On the offensive side, the worst pick, and you can like factor in I mean, whatever factors you want, or just worst pick. Not for fantasy, just worst pick in the NFL draft from the offensive side. It's a tough one, but I think it's got to be. The because of the positioning of it, I think Daniel Jones at six has to be probably the worst offensive pick of the draft. Because I would say, yeah, he would have been great to get in like late or early second round. And I, don't, I think he might have been. He probably would have dropped there. Daniel yeah. Jones. No, I think I think the Giants would have taken him in, at seventeen. Yeah, but he's not worth it for top ten. No, pick. no. no. Uh, I guess I'll go my my worst pick. I'm gonna have to go with Josh Jacobs at 24 or 27. Well, yeah. whatever pick they had, I think. Well, I mean, I think obviously Montgomery's the number one running back, but I think no other. T- the only other team that would have taken a running back is the the Eagles wouldn't have taken Jacobs because they need a pass catching. The Bears just need a running back, but they're sitting in the third round, and the Raiders had like three second rounders. I think it was a brutal pick when they could have used, I don't know, depth anywhere. Like I mean, that's the Raiders. Um, so I think I'm gonna go with Josh Jacobs at the spot he was taken. Jake Harry a worst pick on the offensive side. <sighs> I guess I'm probably gonna go with um I feel like Drew Locke. I don't like how yeah, he was taken second round uh, by the Broncos. I feel like they should have picked someone else. They could have gotten a better quarterback or even just a decent one next year. I feel like they didn't have to really waste one on a backup. Yeah, he, he he better be dang good if we're gonna trade if we're gonna trade up two extra picks to get him when we could have just waited till next year. <laughs> so I, I'm not a big Elway uh, QB truther as he did say that Rock Osweiler was good and that Joe Flacco was still elite. So we will see how that one works. Um, ben, do you have a worst pick in the offensive side of the draft? I don't I don't really know. Mine was. Mine was Daniel Jones. Yeah, I, feel so like I think they should have took him at seventeen. Even but later, they could have moved down. I just, or something too. just coming to my head right now, thinking I don't really like them to kill Harry. I just think it was yeah. bad. It was a bad spot to take. And yes, the Patriots have so many picks. I think. I don't know. I, I don't know what they would have taken. They, I think they could have traded back. Yeah, that's what I think. Because they traded back. Because who'd they take second round? Uh, Joe, uh, Joe Juan. Yeah, so they could have taken like Greedy or uh, DeAndre Baker. Already taken Byron Murphy. I mean, it depends on how like high I guess they had those guys, but he better have big plans for him. I just don't know. Hey, Colts and Broncos leading the best draft so far, same as last year. Twenty like sixteen. Um, what was I gonna say? Nikhil, I don't. I just don't know what role Nikhil Harry's gonna take. I guess I don't, he's not gonna be that downfield guy, but we will find out. Drew Locke is six foot four, and I will. Okay. Um, 
But yeah, that is it. We are going to watch the rest of the draft. I think we're in round five. Um, how the Chiefs have the best draft through day two? Well, they have like two picks. picks. Yeah, that's fine. Tyreek Hill ain't going to ever step foot on the field again. And the Chiefs are going to be awful. But we will catch you probably, well, we have finals and stuff coming up, but a mock draft. We're going to do a live mock draft with you guys sometime soon, so we'll catch you then. <laughs>